welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast about Degrassi, the next generation. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we're talking about season three, episode 13, This Charming Man. And Kelsey, will you please read us the Degrassi wiki summary? Sure. Things are back on track for Emma now that she's officially over Sean. Newly single Chris has even asked her out. But when she hears rumors that Sean's part of a gang stealing things from Degrassi, including Mr. Simpson's laptop... Emma becomes obsessed with bringing Sean to justice, but is she really interested in making the school a safer place, or does she just want Sean to pay for breaking her heart? Meanwhile, Paige, Spinner, and Jimmy are inching closer to freedom when they all begin driver's ed. It's a little dramatic with the Emma stuff. (laughs) Like, it's a very light episode, and the Emma stuff is very dramatic in this summary. Also, the driver's ed thing, that's not the point of the driver's ed thing at all. Also, lol at gang, like they're in a gang. I mean, they are wearing bandanas, but like, (laughs) oh my God. (laughs) They're matching, you know? I wonder if they have like a handshake. Also, what the fuck happened to Towers? Where's Towers? Was Towers replaced with Amy? Because I don't don't know how I feel about that. (laughs) Maybe Towers was sick or something, because I know he comes back, because apparently he and Liberty have a thing eventually. Yeah. So, the episode title, This Charming Man, is a 1983 Smith song. I think it was their, like, second single or something. I feel like it's a pretty well-known Smith song. It's playing behind us. Um, As far as the title relating to the episode, I mean, maybe it's like Chris is really charming? Because he is very charming. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I've stopped trying to analyze why Degrassi does what it does. I'm like, sure, that's fine. But it's a good song. So, cool. I don't know. I prefer Cemetery Gates, but it's a good song. Um. All right. So, we begin the episode with we're in math class, and Emma goes up to the board to, like, answer a question. And fucking... Sean and Amy are like literally making out in the middle of class and Mr. Armstrong's like, um, please don't do that. Crazy people. Like, did anybody actually do this ever in real life? Not in my fucking high school. <laughs> like, I, I didn't pay a lot of attention. I didn't show up a lot, but not that I ever saw it. It's like who I understand that, like, OK, your hormones are raging, whatever. But like. That's just fucking ridiculous. Like, I would never do that. And I was, like, a delinquent. I never would have done that. That's ridiculous. Oh, also, before this happens, um, Emma and Chris have, like, a flirty moment about, like, English or something, which is nice. Also, he's wearing a new bucket hat. Can we get into fashion, please? Because I just want to talk about all of Chris's hats. He starts off wearing, like, a black, like, weird, like, fitted to his head bucket hat. And then he's wearing, like, what is it called? Like, a Kangle hat? Like, a baby blue, like, stupid hat. And then I believe he wears that, like, puffy backwards denim-looking hat that he wore at, like, the knot rave. He wears that at the end again. And even at the end of the episode, Emma's like, you have really good taste in hats. And I'm like, Emma, you don't know what good taste is because all of his hats are bonkers. They're crazy. All I want in life is just like a chart of all of Chris's hats. (laughs) So if someone wants to make me like some sort of spreadsheet of just his hats, that would make me happy. They're crazy. All of them. Um, Also, 
Emma, this entire episode, bad clothes, so many bad clothes. All right, so in like the first scene when Chris has like the cool bucket hat and also <laughs> a chain, Emma has like a skinny scarf and a weird headband and her hair is pushed all the way back the whole episode and it like does not, it's not a good look for her. Um, For a good part of this episode, she's wearing like her love tank top over a long sleeve shirt with like a long skirt and a hemp necklace and like this weird knit hat and like minus the hemp necklace it makes her look Amish or like (laughs) orthodox like she does she looks like orthodox like she can't show any part of her body like she's wearing like long sleeves in the summer and a hat like it's a thing that stupid knit it's like a mini beanie like it has a weird length that ends like right below her hairline but and it's another thing that like pushes back her hair that makes it look super weird. And at one point, Emma's wearing that monstrosity of an outfit. Chris is wearing that like Kangol hat. I think that's what it's called. And they're like just walking together and they're like the bad hat couple. Chris's bad hatness is like rubbed off on Emma and it's bad. Also, I am not a fan of Spike's like chunky highlights, which I know were very like Kelly Clarkson of the time, but it Oh, it just looks bad. It's just like two gross highlights framing her face. Not a fan. Also, so many bandanas in like Jay and Sean's crew. Sean wears his black bandana again. In the dot, Alex is wearing a white bandana. Also, the biggest hoops I've ever seen in my life. I'm obsessed with them. Like, I am obsessed with her giant hoop earrings and her like white bandana. She looks crazy. Um... Also, at one point, we see Ashley for, like, a minute, and she's wearing, like, a very plain outfit, and I'm like, this is such, like, an Ashley in transition between boyfriends, <laughs> period, where she's like, well, now what do I wear? So she goes back to, like, just a plain shirt. Oh, my God. It's amazing. Um, Spinner is obviously wearing a Volcom shirt at one point in the episode. All right. I think that's it for fashion, um, or in quotes, and... And then we're at home, at Emma's home, and she and Spike are talking about how they're going to get Snake a new laptop for his birthday, which is coming up uh, to replace the one that he quote-unquote lost, um, a.k.a. was stolen. And that's a whole scene that I don't really remember a lot about. Yeah, I mean... It's it's just that it's a used thing and Spike is like, oh, you should. Are you going to invite Chris to like Snake's party? Which is weird because it's like they're not even really dating. Why would she invite him to a family party? I still don't understand why she invited him to the family party, period. But whatever. <laughs> um, and she's like, no, you know, I don't know. He just got out of a relationship. I don't want to be like the rebound. And she's like, are you sure there's not another reason? Because suddenly, like, the <laughs> Emma and Sean photo pops up and Emma makes a bunch of dinosaur metaphors and whatever. Yeah, she's like, ancient history, Jurassic, and just like the dinosaurs, it can be extinct. And she, like, deletes the photo. It's stupid. And then they get to school, and JT and Toby are talking to her about it, talking to her, I guess, about Snake and his birthday. And then it gets into somehow how they're like, I heard that Jay and Sean stole his laptop, blah, blah, blah. And, like, then Emma, like, that, like, starts Emma's, like, fucking vendetta against him. And meanwhile, B-plot is um, Spinner, Jimmy, and Paige have driver's ed. And Spinner's very, very nervous about it uh, because they supposedly have, like, a bad 
teacher and that's what this is about it's not like the most exciting episode it's really not it's kind of like eh, whatever I don't know and like they should not be driving <laughs> like I would not trust Spinner behind the wheel of a, of a car ever and for good fucking reason apparently yeah and then so then pay or not Paige Emma and Ashley are like in the room about to like show something for something environmental club related I'm sure and then they notice that the DVD player is missing and then Emma sees like Jay and Sean and company walking by and then she like goes up down in the hallways like hey did you hear that the DVD player is missing and Jay's like is that a question or an accusation and like just like sees through Emma's bullshit and Emma's like it's a question and then Sean is like fucking go away how can you ask me that goodbye like leave and Emma's just like already just cannot let anything go which is pretty classic Emma um (laughs) she is bold as hell and Sean should not be so indignant because uh he has been stealing things and he (laughs) did steal her stepdad's laptop so him being like how can you even ask me that is so like okay buddy get off your high fucking horse you're full of shit um, but then Chris comes over and she's like, I'm just trying to remember what I saw in him. And he was like, why are you even bothering? Which, yeah, duh. <laughs> and then he asks her out and it's very sweet. And they're going to go on a milkshake date, which is the blandest, most Emma kind of date I've ever heard. <laughs> it's adorable. Chris is smooth as hell, as we have said. And as I wrote down on my notes again. And then it's time for driver's ed and Spinner's still very nervous. But then they see that they don't have like the mean teacher, but instead they have a hot teacher named Mr. Falcone and some like weird like country music starts playing in the background when Paige sees him because she has hard eyes for him because he's pretty. And then she gets really nervous and like doesn't know obviously like all of a sudden doesn't know how to drive and like Spinner and Jimmy have like no idea why she is so nervous which is weird to me but I guess boys are just dumb as hell yeah I have a few things about this well first (laughs) of all while Spinner is being nervous before Mr. Falcone shows up Jimmy's like telling him a story about like his cousin who wasn't good at driving and was really nervous and ran over her mom twice and I'm like that doesn't sound real and then also I don't think he's that hot. I just like, he got out and I was like, I don't know. He seems fine. I think to like a 15, 16 year old, he would be pretty. I don't know. He was very like 2003 hot, I guess. I don't know. Um, Also, that story that Jimmy was telling was obviously fake and he knew it because he was just making fun of Spinner. That's what I, that's how I read that. I think Spinner believed him. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Uh, but then we're at the dot and Chris and Emma are on their milkshake date and Chris is being flirty and like wanting to taste her milkshake, which sounds way dirtier, Dirty. but like it's the most innocent date ever because it's Emma. And then Jay and Sean and Alex walk in the store and Emma and Chris is like, are you okay? We can leave if you want. She's like, no, I'm not going to let Sean ruin this. And then she sees Jay like steal a candy bar she's like they just think they can take whatever they want and then she goes and confronts them and is like how would you like me to tell somebody what you have in your pocket and sean is like they're both they're all just like fucking stop it leave us alone and she's like being very combative and is like going to tattle on them and 
then they I think they get in trouble. I don't know. And then after the date, Chris takes her home. And this is when they're like walking and they both have really bad hats on. And then Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can I just. um? So like I understand like, OK, so Emma's being like a real buzzkill. And she like by being like, what do you have in your pocket? Like she's clearly very annoying and goody goody and it sucks. But also they do feel like they can just take whatever they want and they need to be put in their place. Fucking call them out. You know, I feel like I'm sure the first time I watched this, I was probably like, oh, my God, Emma, you're so annoying. Um, But watching it now, I'm like, does this mean I'm getting old? That I'm like super team Emma on this. I'm like, good. Tell on them. Like be a fucking narc. They deserve it. They're assholes. No, I'm with you, but yeah, I can, she's just, she's being annoying, but she is kind of right, uh, which is kind of Emma in a nutshell most of the time. Um, so then she and Chris like walk home and Jay and Sean like followed her home and they're like, like stay out of our business, like meh, 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 meh. And you're like, really? You felt the need to like follow her home to like try to intimidate her, calm down. And She's like, oh, why don't you go back to like stealing DVD players? And then Jay is like, oh, I don't know, or maybe laptops and basically like outs them for stealing Snake's laptop. And Sean like is not happy about it. And he's like, let's go. And it's like a whole fucking standoff. It's, It's very, you know sharks versus jets i don't know it's it's really dumb but also i'm like this could have actually been way worse like that could have like you know because jay is seems like an unstable person i'm like this could have been violent like i'm glad that it was just like weird dumb degrassi intimidation tactics but whatever but yeah i think i feel i think i heard jay say like what does she even have to do with it when they were talking about the laptop stuff does he not know that simpson is her dad kind of I don't know. I wouldn't put it past him to, like, not care enough to know that. (laughs) So then, like, later that night, Snake is, like, messing with the laptop that he got, but it's kind of buggy and old, and Emma's like, oh, it's a bad laptop. And he's like, I can work out the kinks. It's all your mom can afford. Um, And she's like, she shouldn't have had to buy it for you in the first place. And he's like, well, if only I didn't lose it. And she's like, you didn't lose it. And she's like, what do you mean? She's like, nothing. I'm going to bed. Bye. You're like, okay. Which I don't get why she doesn't just tell him. I understand that they can't really do anything about it now. Like, like Chris is right. Chris says later on, like, there's nothing you can do about it. They definitely sold it the day they took it. Um, But... Okay, so you wouldn't be able to get it back, but you would give Snake this peace of mind, which he clearly needs because he still thinks that he lost it because of having cancer. Like, fucking just be like, you didn't lose it. It was stolen by Sean because he hates me, so it's my fault. Like, like you don't even have to go that far. But, like, this poor man has, like... (laughs) A, like, seriously, like, life-threatening illness. Like, maybe, like, let him be off the hook instead of protecting your shitty ex-boyfriend. Yeah. I'm surprised she hasn't told him yet. But then in the next day, she, like, talks to Chris and is, like, dragging him into her bullshit with Sean. And is like, we need to catch them. Like, we need to tell Radich that they stole the DVD player. And then they go, or... Actually, I don't think it's that part yet. She's like, we need to catch them. They're awful. Blah, blah, blah. And then she starts, like, following Sean because she sees him holding a box. And he, like, 
obviously knows and he turns a corner and like waits for her and he's like why are you following me I'm carrying things for shop like we broke up months ago like I am none of your business anymore go away which is fair and although and he calls her Nancy Drew which made me (laughs) laugh I'm like she is Nancy Drew and but it's like it's it's also sad he's like I know the breakup sucked and I'm sorry that you were hurt and I'm like Oh, it's almost worse to hear like like it's almost worse than him being an asshole because because uh, then it's like he's not admitting that he was hurt and also he's not like like he's just making her feel sad and like bad about herself like I don't know I just I was like oh this is a bad situation mm-hmm. yeah it was merp um and then like Spinner and Jimmy and Paige walk into class and Spinner and Jimmy are like making fun of Paige for being bad at driving and then Hazel's like, so I heard the instructor was cute to like Paige aside. And it's like, and she's like, oh, I guess that's why you were nervous. And Paige is like, oh, shut up. And again, I'm just like, how does Spinner and Jimmy not understand why she was nervous? Like, what the hell? Also, why are they being such dicks to her? <laughs> like, they're really like relentless with her with this driving thing when she's like clearly embarrassed. And like Spinner is normally so like wrapped around her finger that I'm like, I'm surprised he's acting this way. Yeah. And then later they're like outside or at lunch or something. And then Hazel like starts teasing Paige for like being nervous because of Mr. Falcone. And Jimmy is like, ha, I get it. Falcone is hot and it's hilarious. I love Jimmy. And of course, Spinner has to be like, oh, okay, Marco, which Spinner, get over it. And then he's like, uh, I'm not the one who thinks so. Your girlfriend does. And of course, Spinner immediately like flies into like a blind, jealous rage. <laughs> and it's like, you have no fucking chill at all. It's ridiculous. And then we're like, incl- like JT is, then we hop over to the computer lab and JT is literally playing a basketball video game while talking to Chris about how he wouldn't want to be Emma's next boyfriend because of the Sean situation. And he says, rebounds suck as he's playing a goddamn basketball video game. Degrassi, please. Like, this is insulting. I think he was saying the rebounds suck, like, because of the basketball thing, not because of the rebound thing. I think it was like, like, I know what you're saying, but I think flip it. Because I think that's why it's supposed to be funny. Because he's like, I wouldn't want to be that. And then he's like, and then like he misses a shot on the basketball game. He's like, oh, rebounds suck. And then it's like, oh, I see what you did there. You were not subtle. It's still goddamn heavy handed and stupid. Like the Degrassi writers wrote that in. And I, it was dumb. And then Emma comes in and is like, we need to go to Radish and tell on them. And he's like, and she's like, I swear once we do this, like, I'll drop it. And he's like, are you okay? Are you sure? And you're like, Chris, Chris, you poor sweet baby. She's not going to drop this. Emma has zero chill. So then they go to Radich's office and she straight up lies to him saying she saw Jay put the DVD player in his car. And Chris keeps trying to like interrupt and be like, well, we didn't actually, uh, but actually, but like tries to tell the truth. And Emma just steamrolls the entire conversation, which leads to like the police searching Jay's car. Like, Emma's just the biggest steamroller, and it's, ugh, it's just like, like, oh, Emma, don't do this. This You're better than this. Like, you're not always better than this, but you should be better than this, but whatever. <laughs> um, meanwhile, you know, they're 
in another driving lesson and Spinner did well last time, but now this time, now that he knows that his girlfriend has the hots for their driving instructor, he's being a fucking crazy person behind the wheel of a car, like talking back to like Falcone and being like, she's my girlfriend, dude. Like he is an adult. He is not hitting on your 15 year old girlfriend because that would be disgusting. Calm the fuck down. (laughs) And then he hits a car because he's an idiot. So stupid. And then after, like, Emma comes and sees the police searching the car. And Sean is like, okay, I obviously know you were the anonymous tip. And he, like, gets up in her face and, like, spits at her. Because that's Sean's thing now, apparently. And then he yells at Radich and tells him to go to hell. And he gets, like, two months detention. And Emma's, like, eating it up. Which is a bummer. And he's like, you know I'm on probation. Which is true. Like, she knows, like intimate details about his family life and she knows that he's on probation and he can't go back and and she, when she's talking to Chris and he's and she's like she's like Sean got detention for two months and he's like okay I mean you know it, but what does this have to do with the laptop and she's like well you know now he's finally paying for what he did to me he's like you and she's like snake I mean what he did to snake and it's like, you are just not subtle at all. Like, we all know what this is. And so does Chris. She's so transparent. And he's like, okay, you're clearly not over Sean. I'm out. Bye. And then, like, then later, Snake is at his birthday party. And there's a big old computer cake that is obviously cardboard. But whatever. Magic of TV. And then I think someone asks about, like, why isn't Chris here? She's like, oh, I messed it up. Blah, blah, blah. And that's a whole thing. Yeah, no, definitely made of cardboard. First <laughs> of all, looks like it's made of cardboard. Second of all, there if that was a real cake, it would be way too heavy for Spike to carry by herself. <laughs> like, like that is, and she's like, "Oops, I forgot a knife." And I'm like, "Yeah, because it's a cake made out of cardboard." <laughs> Whatever. Um, but yeah, no. So Snake is like you know, asking Emma about, like, her new beau. And she's like, well, I already fucked it up, so <laughs> lol, sorry. And he's like, you know, if if he's, like, worth it, like, he'll forgive you because you probably didn't do anything too wrong. And she's like, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. And then they go to the mall. Yeah. And then um, Paige comes to visit Spinner at work at the dot, and he's, like, clearing a table. And he's like, I can't talk to you. I'm working. She's like, well, pretend I'm a customer. Like, I'll have a whatever. And he's like, like, I'm not a waiter anymore. I am a dish pig. Like, you know this. And she's like, but you're my dish pig. And then she's like, don't be stupid. I like, like, this whole thing is dumb. Like, please, let's make up. I don't really remember the wording. I just know that she didn't apologize for having a crush on the instructor. And I'm glad that she didn't apologize. But she's basically just like, spin, stop being stupid, and they make up, and it's kind of cute. Yeah, I kind of like it, honestly. I'm like, all right, I'm on board. And he's like, sorry, I'm jealous and a monster. And she's like, it's fine. It's why I like you for some reason. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't understand you guys, but okay, I'm kind of into it. You know, so B-plot done. And then Emma goes and sees Chris at like the record store at the mall or whatever, and she's like, oh, I love that album. Track three's the best. And we're like, sure, Emma. Okay. <laughs> and then she starts listing, like, all the things that she likes about him. And it's actually kind of sweet. 
Yeah, she's like, I think you have great taste in hats and even better taste in music, which, okay. And she's like, I think you should forgive me. I'm really sorry. And then they make up and it's cute. And then the episode ends. And she says, I like that you make me feel like I'm fun again. And that was really cute. That like actually made me kind of sad, but it was also really sweet. (laughs) And I was like, oh, okay. It was cute. Um, Oh, I have one more thing. Sorry, I have one more thing about this, like, spinner thing. So when he's talking to Paige and he's, like, bitching about how, like, he's going to have to, like, work extra hard because his next, like, 10 years of paychecks are going to be towards paying off that car. I don't, like, he shouldn't be liable for that legally because he is not a licensed driver. It's the school's responsibility. The school should be paying for that car, not the individual student who's still learning. I just had to get that off my chest. That was bothering me a lot. I'm like, he should not be liable for this at all. The school should be. Yeah. I'm on, I'm on board with that. But, yeah. Episode done. Um, Spirit Squad captain of the episode. I have no idea. Snake? Um, actually, no, I'm going to, all right, I'm going to go with Chris because he was a very good sport. He put up with Emma way longer than he should have. (laughs) And he forgave her in the end. Definitely Chris. I agree with that. I was actually, when I thought about it, I was going to go with Chris. Um, ship of the episode. Um, I guess Chris and Emma. I don't know. I kind of like Spinner and Paige in this episode too. Like both ships I think are strong. I'm definitely leaning more towards Spinner and Paige. Like, I just, I don't know why. Like, and I didn't like a lot of them in the episode, but I liked their ending a lot. And, like, I like Chris and Emma, but I was just, like, I wasn't feeling it as hard this episode for some reason. Yeah. Spinner and Paige, like, weirdly make sense this season, and I don't understand why. <laughs> but I, and I like it. I don't know. I mainly like it because Paige likes it, I guess. Um... Moral of the episode, learn how to let things go. Definitely. <laughs> that was very succinct. <laughs> I think you nailed it. Um, And then we're going to read a YouTube comment, you guys. It's a really good one. Okay. So it's from Jamie Jaffa Martinez five months ago. And uh, it says, Sean's eyebrows keep growing and growing, but Emma's eyebrows keep getting smaller and smaller. (laughs) Which made me laugh a lot. It's perfect. Um, We don't have a grapevine this section or this episode. Um, So that just means you should find us on Twitter and tweet at us at DegrassiPod. Or you can email us at whateverittakespodcast at gmail.com. Um, we're also on Tumblr, whatever it takes podcast.tumblr.com. And we're on SoundCloud and we're on iTunes. And if you're on iTunes, why don't you rate and review us? And if you leave us a review, we will make up an entire Degrassi fan fiction starring you and somebody amazing, um, which is always a fun time for us. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Hollandtacular. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Kelsucks with a Z at the end. And Holland, what do you want to tell people that they should read, watch, listen to, think about, follow on Twitter? I don't know. I'm actually just going to replug something that you already plugged. Um, you, in the past, plugged the podcast. My dad wrote a porno, and I've recently started listening to it at your recommendation. 
And it is so hilarious. Everyone should read about Belinda and her blinking, and it's amazing. But, like, explicit warning on that podcast. It makes me literally crack up out loud on the subway, and I feel like a crazy person, but it's so great. Also, I get paranoid by listening to it on the subway, thinking people can hear the very explicit podcast I'm listening to. Um, Speaking of podcasts, I'm going to recommend The Dollop with Dave Anthony and Gareth Reynolds. Um, It's like little pieces of history, but they're mostly making fun of everything, and it's really, really funny. Um, I don't have more information than that. <laughs> it's, it's just fucking funny. I don't know. You should listen to them, though. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Sounds great. All right, but that is all that we have for today. Goodbye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers.